As beneficiaries of UMS Wright, we want to understand those who are before us so that we can help those who follow after. As told through the eyes of supporters and faculty, students and grandparents, we know this podcast will help all of us understand how and why UMS Wright has been so successful. This is The Right Way. Hey, welcome to all of our listeners for the UMS Wright podcast, man. We are so excited as we move into, for us, a new year. You know, that's one thing about educators that really excites uh, us is that we have a chance every year to start over and start fresh. And we talk about that all the time in, in our faculty meetings. But we are in, as we record this podcast, we're in the second week of school. So we're at the, uh, you know, toward the middle of August and uh, welcome 1,291 students, man. And so I'll just tell you, um, that was has been a huge surprise for us and even more importantly for us to, to, to continue to do these podcasts and delve into what we're offering these families and our families and, and for them to be attracted to our school. And so, man, today I'm excited to have one of our board members that's going to be with us uh, and spend some time with us. It'll be a familiar name to, to so many of you, but Ty Bullard, class of UMS Wright, class of 02, is going to be is joining us uh, after graduating from UMS Wright, he uh, got his degree from University of Mississippi uh, in business management, and uh, t- currently he is the president of Bullet Automotive Group. Um, and so, you know, Ty comes from, uh, he's kind of a legacy student. His dad graduating uh, from UMS uh, back in the uh, late 60s and then, and then from Tulane in 1972, uh, actually played a little bit of professional football. And uh, I remember when Ty played football here. Uh, has three children. Uh, in our school, uh, Joe Evans and George Roberts. So, um, man, that's uh, excited to have to have the Bullard family, and of course his wife, uh, Johanna, who really kind of is the glue that does everything, just like everything else. But Ty's involved with so many activities. Not only a board member for UMS Wright since 2015, but he also works with the Mobile Sports Authority, Hancock Bank, Mobile President, uh, President of uh, uh, Habitat Touchdown Club, and then Habitat for Humanity. That's a lot of stuff that you've sent me, to or wherever I got it. Man, mm-hmm. good to see you. Welcome. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm honored to be here, uh, and th- certainly thankful you asked me. And bios, bi- you know, yeah, bios, I know they're bios. Bios, you know, it's not who necessarily you you are, but well, it's kind you of know, some it's, things you do. You it know? is necessary, right? And they so are. you know, and that's one thing when you think about uh, teaching and things like that. One of the things that I, I recall when I was in the classroom, one of the it's really hard for students, for most students, to to be able to to articulate or write about themselves, right? Why is that? Why is that hard to do for people? I think it's a little of the culture we grow up in, yeah. and and kind of this. Um, you know, I sometimes have a hard. I've learned something. I, I've had a hard time, like I deflect compliments sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that about me a little bit, and I think it's this. Um, which it really, you know, you deflect compliments because you feel like you're this humble person, like this yeah. is showing humility. But what I've learned is actually the exact opposite. It's kind of really a a, 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 a point of arrogance a wow. little bit because you because you don't receive it, and so you're like, oh, I may be too good for that compliment. It kind of is a little that way, and so I think um, I don't know. I just think it's sometimes uh, there's some good in that, but sometimes maybe a little bit of the uh, of the not so goods kind of deflecting those compliments and just receiving. Saying, "Hey, you've done some awesome things and cool things, and made an impact here. Thank you." But you know, you when know? you think about being a business leader, and when I think about you know being the head of a school or, or being a, a teacher in a classroom, one of the things we know 
is that students and, and uh, faculty members and employees, they need positive reinforcement or they need they need relevant feedback. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that feedback is, is the uh, a lot of times that feedback, even when I think about my own leadership team and their growth. So much of it depends on my feedback to them. And my feedback has to be authentic and it has to be timely and it has to be sustaining. And you're, you're right. And when you said that, I was thinking, man, you know, when you say, hey, so-and-so, boy, you did a great job on, on this. And that is important for them to hear, right? But how do you accept that and how do you deliver that? That's, a, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is, and it takes practice. Like all yeah. these things, you don't just, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily just natural that way, so it takes practice. But I heard something the other day when you said feedback. I think the most important thing that I what, that this guy was talking about, uh, having to be in the restaurant business, was consistency in feedback. Yes. Yeah. Positive, negative, I mean, you know, constructive, mm-hmm. however you want to say mm-hmm. it. It's just consistent. He gave 150 pieces of feedback a day. Wow. 150, that was his number. He didn't meet it. He wasn't getting enough feedback. I just thought that was fascinating. I don't, no, it's, it's intentional, right. but it's, it's interesting. So, so I read a couple of articles recently because I was doing a, a project um, in my for my with in my dissertation, and it was um, it was about growth. You know, how do you as a leader ensure that there's growth among your team, whatever that is, right? So it could be your financial people at the dealerships, or it could be your salesman. You know, how, how, your feedback or, or your team feedback that goes to them is super important for their growth. 150 a day. That is crazy to think about. But it talks, you know, the research that I read, it talks about, you know, there is nothing more important than than relevant and timely feedback. And I think about that with with all of us. And uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I also saw in that article that that it, they defined, uh, you know, negative feedback as those are just conflicts. And conflict happens in every organization, and they're not necessarily bad. So many good things from can happen when there's quote a conflict. Do you see that in your business as well? I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the biggest things I see is you know that that prevents that feedback is fear of confrontation. I yeah, think it's something yeah. I and I've, yeah. I've dealt with, and I, I just there's a lot of people that fear that confrontation. It's uncomfortable. Hey, when it's uncomfortable, what do you do? You generally avoid it, you know. And and so I've seen when we press through and and you know do it in the right way. You know, be clear and, and, and speak the truth, but also do it in a way that is uh, productive and and graceful in a way. You know, it's it's the best thing that can ever happen to somebody. You know, and and moving them someplace they don't necessarily think they should go, or yeah. maybe they look at it one way as a negative. It can sometimes end up being the best thing that ever happened. No to doubt. Career. And yeah. I, I, as you say that, I'm thinking about different experiences that I've had with uh, with leadership, and 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 you're right, putting people in positions that. That may be challenging or uncomfortable for them, but you look at it down the road and it was the best thing. And then sometimes, Ty, as leaders, you know this, man. You, you know you've been, uh, you got a lot of same kind of pressures on you that, that that we all have. But you know sometimes there are, you know, conversations or moves that, as we were talking about that that don't work out, right? And um, you know, and dealing with that. You, let's talk a little bit about having those hard conversations, right? Because I, I believe when we think about feedback, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but anyway, it's a, it's a fascinating subject for growth. I mean, you know, we, when I look at it and, and I talk about feedback for teachers, I asked the teachers one question this year in our opening faculty meeting, you know, it's in, and it was on the, around the, how do you learn? Tell me as an adult how you learn so that we can provide growth opportunities, professional development for you individually. Because what, what we know is that we all learn differently, right? And, and I was sharing with our teachers, you know, you 
these podcasts, that's what I, that's how I learn now, man. You know, I listen to, I mean, I have, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, and, and, and it gets everything from things that don't help me grow at all. Like Dateline podcast, you know, that talk about whatever to leadership podcast. I mean, to faith pod. I mean, you know, whatever that is, that's how I get that information. And I learn from that, but not everybody does that. Some people need to be hands-on and shown, you know, to show them how to do something specifically. Uh, but I just think, you know, in managing people, you know, and you're looking for an outcome as a, as a school leader, I'm looking for an outcome. Our outcome is all based on the achievement of our students. Right. And so, you know, those things of growth and feedback and confrontations and conflict, they're just part of the everyday world. Students need to experience that too. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to have hard conversations. It's what, you know, they, they need to have that, quote, red mark on that paper. You know, that feedback needs to be authentic, and it needs to say to that student, let me reflect on where I am so that I improve. Man, that's missing sometimes in schools. There's no doubt. I mean, what a better time to learn it. I mean, when I think about people learning differently, I mean, I've yeah. got three boys. Yes. You know, and they are three different boys, yeah. <laughs> different yeah. humans. Sometimes you wonder how we created them. I like, I'm like, how did this, us two people come together and this thing came out? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, I've You're been. You're speaking I've specifically been lo- <laughs> about Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right well, well, yeah. That blonde hair. Man. I'm That's telling my you. Man. I love a blonde hair kid, though. I never thought I knew that. I never knew about a blonde hair kid. You can find him easy. You got that football game, you got 9,700 kids down there playing football. Football, about to get killed i'm like oh there he is it's the best thing ever right? i mean even like select that in the birth canal but i got it you know anyways but i but they do they learn different i think that's what you know and while you got them yeah. thank gosh they're learning the hard stuff thank god they're they stopping be. and having the red mark mm-hmm. because you got a chance you know i agree when you get out of that i don't know this yet but i do know for my own self it's a lot harder to to change and to really learn that when you get outside of that that family unit or you get outside of the school unit, and that's what UMS, to me, understands that each child learns differently. Yeah. And, God, the resources what you and your team put towards that to accommodate that is so special. And so, you know, you don't get that everywhere. And, and, yeah, I, don't, and I don't know if you get it really anywhere else. So I, I just – I think it's uh, something y'all really intentionally um, – do a great job of 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 kind of accommodating because um, it's 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 a lot of different personalities in here. Yeah, that's great that feedback. That's great so, feedback. I mean, you just it, gave hey, me. <laughs> it's it's true. You know, no, that's so. right. That's right. And you know that is it's, it, it is a it's a learned skill, just like so many other things, is to you know to take uh, I don't feedback. It's not criticism. It's you know it's feedback, and and then take that and apply it in a manner that helps you grow. I just think. That is a learned skill. It is for for students, and I think catching people doing stuff right is yeah, so much more important point. than catching stuff people doing stuff yeah. wrong. We're trained. To, I am at the world's worst. At hey, if you're doing something wrong, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna find it. I yeah. mean, I'm and I'm gonna talk about it. But what I've had to learn skill, what I've had to train myself, which eventually kind of flows throughout the organization, is man, what are we doing? Catching some doing somebody right, doing yeah. something right. Yeah, you know, are we stopping and saying you did an awesome job yeah. of that? Thank yeah. you. You know, because yeah. that. It's just as powerful as well, sure it is. recognizing the red no. red mark. You got to have both of them. So without a doubt, and and I think there's a mix there. You 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 you've nailed the the secret sauce no, of, that, of organizations and 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 of schools. You know, we schools uh, do a better job probably of it than you know like our business because you know we just we just kind of learn trained. It's a little bit of an old school mentality uh, that we're having to kind of 
relearn a little bit. Well, you know, you look at incentives too, right? There's different reasons why people want to succeed. You look at mot- motivations. You talked about your three boys. Their motivations are different, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, and and and, uh, and your employees and our teachers, they have different motivations. And then our teachers take it into the classroom. They have 20 students in the classroom. Their motivations are different. It is a complex, cyclical system to forget, to, to give feedback, to get the outcomes you want. It it's not a one size fits all, man. And it's I took one psychology class at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and I graduated with a business degree. Mm-hmm. I, I think Should've, I needed to take about fifteen psychology classes because right. all I deal with is psychology yeah. more because you're dealing with that, yeah, different personalities and way learning systems. You know? Wow. So That's I mean, a really it's, good point. It's interesting. Yeah. You know? So um, thank you for that fifteen minute conversation <laughs> on on that. You provided me some good stuff. So let's talk about. Um, you know, you you you. Let, let's let's look at, at Ty Bullard as an eighth or ninth grader here, and reflecting on your time in lower school, then through high school, and then going off and coming back. When you when you look at UMS right now through the lens of a parent and a board member, t- tell me about the 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 dynamics or the changes and the changes of this school that you've seen, you know, forever uh, since in your tenure. Well, I think one of the most important pieces that I can't um, I can't say has changed, which is to me vital, is the value system in which yeah. runs UMS right. And the and um, it's hard to put a finger on what that is, but um, the way I feel when I walk in these halls, and I just came the other day to do physical training here uh, in the hallway, and it felt like I was back in third grade walking down mm, that hall wow. in a in a in the way it should. Um, yeah. From a change as far as you know, um, just difference in in, in academic and and yeah. facility. And I mean, this place it's unbelievable. I mean, and to your credit, Doug and, and the leadership team, what y'all? I mean, we have come leaps and bounds as a school and what we offer. Yeah. You know, I always talk about like what we offer. We've got a full, awesome, it's a product in a way. Yeah, yeah. Which no is doubt. way more than a product. I don't want to put it in a product no. box, but that's what we, I mean, yeah. in, in, and we're still fulfilling that mission. Yeah. You know, to develop the highest character. And, and, and that's, you know, but the way we're doing that and the way we, you do it, it's, it, it all speaks to the leadership of this school and, and sticking to, what we know uh, is ultimately most important, and that's our mission in developing yep. these children. And and it's been um, remarkable to see. But facility wise, you know, um, you know, academic wise, what we offer is just robust. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been really incredible to watch. And really, you know, if you go back in the history, and I don't know all the history of sure. our school. But it ain't always been great. No, that's right. <laughs> I no, mean, we've been yeah, through some absolutely. tough times. Absolutely. And I know a little about those tough times. I've heard about some of those tough times. Yeah. You know, I've seen my dad when they were going through some of those tough times. Right. So it ain't always, you know, but I feel like these last, you know, wow, it's been, you know, we've really made some progress and had some really, um, you know, we just reaped some success. It's been really fun to watch and be a witness of and be a part of. And when you see, when you think about successes and, and opportunities and growth, kind of what we're experiencing now, non-intentional growth, but but growth that we need to figure out as a board and as a head. But you see the same thing in your, you know, in your different dealerships. You know, you, you talked about 
the offerings that are that are there, you know, to meet the needs of families, whatever those may be, summer programs or, you know, if piano lessons, whatever it is that we that that are additions to our core academic classes. You know, we do we offer those to meet needs. You you do the same thing in dealership. Your dealerships are diversified, like you have every different kind because you want to meet the needs of those customers, right? Correct. So the same same thing for us. And then how we move from that or add to that or or you know or vision that and then head that way, that's our job. Your job as a board member, mm-hmm. my job as a head, and then bringing everybody else up through that, right? Correct. So, yeah. man, that's a huge— It's a customer experience. It, oh, great. The only great thing, yeah. like I tell our folks, yeah. we sell cars. Yeah. Like, you can get a car a lot of places. You can ride from here to, I don't know, 10 miles down the road and buy a car at like 17 different places. You can get a car anywhere. A lot of places offer them. The only differentiating factor that we constantly are talking about is our customer experience. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we got to change. That's the only chance we have to survive yeah. is to continually, continually embrace and grow that customer experience and adapt that customer experience to new customers yeah. and what the new yeah. customer looks like today as it was 15 years ago, it was 30 years ago, because they have change. I'm it just changes. You, I tell people all the time we have these conversations. I say, you know, schools are organizations, man. Businesses are organizations. They, you know, I don't label an individual child, like you're saying, a, a product. They're yeah, not, yeah, a, they're not sure. a car. But but I'm just telling you, families are looking for certain experiences, whether it be, you know, academic rigor, school safety. I mean, you know, that list just builds and builds, Ty, and it, and, it, and it changes, right? And so what we have to do is move, just like you do in your organization, to that change, and we have to focus on that family and on that student. And and. Man, you, you, you're exactly right. There's not a lot of differences in, in those organizations. It's the same concepts. Yeah. You know, and so that's what— But people lose them pretty easily. Loyalty is almost a lost art. Yeah. Loyalty is almost yeah. something that's just lost these days. Um, it's not completely, but it's just changed. Yeah. And— it, There's some reasons for that. I'm not saying in a school no, function, no, no, no. but in a business function, you know, convenience has, has disrupted that. Well, know? and that's true. And and I think about what your point on hey you can buy a car here again same thing there there are schools on every corner it's just like choosing a church there are churches on every corner there are drugstores on every corner you know how do you differentiate your experience for your families and, and so that's what and that's, what I when I look at UMS right and 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 what y'all offer is kind of relates to the saying I say, people call me every day, and this is what they say. Ty, I need a car. I need a dependable car. I need, hey, I need like a, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money, you know, <laughs> whatever it may yeah. be. I mean, I got this budget, but I, I just need to be a dependable car. I need it to be a dependable car. I said, I can't do that. I can't provide a dependable car. I said, but what I can provide is a dependable person that when you have that car and something happens, I got a dependable person that'll be there. That's what I can provide, mm. and that's my goal and mission to you. And when I relate that to UMS Wright is, gosh, we got some dependable people. Mm. That's what this school and made this school. I mean, you think about the past leadership, board members, yeah. just supporters. That's interesting. Yeah. It is, those, are, those are dependable people that you can count on, and they're there, and they've been there for us, and they're continuing to be there for us. And that, to me, is uh, is – is part of I think that's I think that's very part insightful. of what's made us you know successful and and has you know this school's over a hundred years old yeah I mean and and kind of 
a little bit of um, the blessing that we've received. Well, so. you talk about that dependability, and again, I, I think that's a unique word that I, I didn't attribute to success. I know that you know I look at it as tenure, and you know, and so one of the things we did at the opening school faculty meeting is, is one of my teachers came to me really literally, Ty, about two weeks before we started school, and she didn't come to see me. I mean, she was up here working in a room. She's 15-year, 12-year faculty member. And she said, can I come to your office and see you? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Usually, like your phone calls, usually when they do that, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Right here before school, she's going to – they're moving or, you know, they, or, or they're coming in to say, hey, I'm, we're expecting, and which is all fine. I mean, but, you know, usually it's like something I've got to deal with, you know. <laughs> and she said um, – An issue. Yeah, an issue. And she said, you know, um, I don't – she, her words were, you know, God, I don't really want to be presumptuous, but I just think we need to – I think it's amazing that we have 15 new teachers coming in, but we have 140 who have been here. And I think it would be really neat to 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 reward or to just say thank you for the service of teachers. I'm like, yeah, you, you're exactly right. I don't know why we've never done that. So Allie, who's in here and her group, I went straight up there. Literally, I, I said thank you. She said don't tell anybody it was my idea, which, of course, I ended up doing later. But I went straight up to Allie and the advancement department, and I was like, and I told them that. And I'm like, you know, do we need to do a pin? Do we need to do a, a bracelet or a locket or a ring or a watch? You know, anyway, they came up with a – they were like, you know, let's celebrate everybody. Everybody's been here at least five years. Let's give them a, a, just something that says thank you for your service. And, Ty, I started handing those things out. Listen, man, I started with one of them. 50 years at this school. 50. Then I went mm. down the line. Mm. 41, 39, 31, 34, 28, 28, 24. I mean, it just went, it was crazy. And I was like, but, and when you said that about dependability, that's what came to mind. We don't have tenure here. Like you go to other school settings yeah. across the country, yeah. you work there five years, three years, you get tenure. That means you're safe in your job. We don't have that. Yet we have the longest tenured teachers probably of anybody. Why is that? It's the commitment to the school, to the organization. It's that word you said. They're dependable. Yep. There's no doubt about it. That's crazy. I mean, and they I don't, they, you know, it's um, – well, and they've also been – you know, they're just a part of something bigger than yeah. themselves. And and y'all do such a great job of 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 reminding us of that. And and you know, that's powerful. When you can get to a level where you really truly um feel like you're a part of something way bigger than yourself that's really important, man, that's that's special. Where's Johanna Johanna from? Eupora, Mississippi. Okay. She would say Mississippi. I say that's a little general, Johanna. We need to narrow it down at least to the north central part of Mississippi. So how did you how did you onboard her for this school when she was not from here? You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's always something yeah, that interests uh, me. When it would be an in. interesting question to ask her because uh, you know we see friends all the time. Uh, obviously, friends you know come in town or we meet new people or they're you know they're just these these questions come up and they're like Johanna's always like yeah. Um, our process was we signed up for UMS, <laughs> and that's where we went. <laughs> we never toured any school, which I, I just, you know, I, didn't, I mean, that's my process. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't tour St. Paul's. Yeah. I didn't tour St. Luke. I didn't tour any of these other schools. We just came to UMS, uh, and and I say that uh, Johanna went to public school in Mississippi. Uh, it's really it was the only school in her town. I mean, she was a, 
I don't know, 2,500 people in that town. Yeah. And she lived outside of it. Uh, she lived in the suburbs of Upor, but um, there are su- there are you, not suburbs of Upor. <laughs> I know where that is. But anyway, I know she what lived, you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so she went to public school. So she didn't have a concept. Yeah. And 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 she has um, she's grown to understand and see what a blessing this place is to our children and to our family, and and how much it means. Yeah, that's, which she still probably thinks that's a little weird. Like she probably in a way is like, I mean, school, school, you know. But her experience is different, you know. And I don't, you know. Um, and that's interesting because you know, you know, you know the old saying: if you're in, if you're from Mobile. And, and you meet someone, they're going to ask you. They're not going to ask you where you went. Did you where did you go to college? First, they're going to ask you where did you go to high school. That is so weird and <laughs> unique for this little bubble. It it's not like that everywhere, Ty. You know that. Yeah. Isn't that? No. That's odd. Though. We went to. This is the funny thing. We went, we went to Ole Miss. Kern and I roomed yeah. at Ole Miss together. We're roommates, and we, <laughs> you know we had some success on the football field, and so. We brought our tapes, our highlight films to the dorm room in, in Stockard, Martin, you know, with big old tires sit there. And, you know, there'd be nights where we're playing film, we're watching Celebrate, and these guys would come in from, like, Jackson and Memphis and, like, man, and they'd watch it with us and, like, man, y'all pretty good. And anyways, we saw, but, I mean, it just – it sticks with you. Same, and I'm telling you, that's crazy because Grant, my son, and Chauncey, <laughs> they all go to MC together, and they were doing the same thing. And Ty now – I mean, I remember just four or five years ago, Grant texted me or whatever – Put me on speakerphone. He had there were about ten or fifteen of them guys, baseball players there. They all you can put your your team. So he's like, Dad, we got the team of 2016 versus Mendenhall High School's 2016, and this and artificial intelligence will, will run through the game for you. He's like, oh, really? Man, we we scored like 42 points. I'm like, did you do you know that didn't happen, right? <laughs> but I mean, isn't that crazy? It is. You, I mean, that's a weird thing about our 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 society in in Mobile. Yeah, yeah, and it's um. Like I said, you're just part of something more. It's not just checking a box. It's not just getting an education. You're not just getting an education here. Like, well, to my part, I, you know, I, I, I got some, but yeah. I probably could have gotten more. But uh, you're not. Um, and That's that experience, though, that you're experience. talking about, right? It's an experience. That customer and it's, experience. It is. It's, it's, and, and I think what y'all have done such a good job of is remind, remembering that and continuing to adapt and change yeah. to what those needs are out there and even being ahead of that a little bit. You know, we laugh. Uh, my dad always taught me this and we talk about is you don't want to be on the leading edge necessarily because it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that leading, that real front of that ledge is real expensive. You just want to kind of be right back behind mm-hmm. it because uh, you can learn a little bit from their mistakes and Save a Absolutely. Little, save a little and accomplish the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but you can't be behind. And we've never, as UMS, um, I think we do a great job of staying ahead of that, you know, through strategic plans, through yeah. just leadership in the in the mindset in which you, you know, walk into school every day. Because um, it's important. You talk about strategic plans, and I love – I mean, people are going to think so. I'm, I'm, I love strategic planning, man. I love visions and trying to create those, and I love uh, – Having an action plan and taking a pen and, and marking through it with a check. I love that. I mean, I do it that way. I do it on pen and paper, man. And when we accomplish something as a school, as a team, or end of it, I love marking stuff off. I don't know where I learned that. I mean, that is as elementary as it gets, but there's a sense of satisfaction I get from that. Sure. And so and and so you mentioned those strategic plans and we're we're coming to an end. You know, as a board member of our eighteen plan, two thousand eighteen plan, which <laughs> was one of the Best documents I've ever seen. I mean, listen, I want you to think about that a little bit now. Think about our summer program now. What what Sarah Forwood has created 
and her vision and execution of, I mean, I don't think we had less time than 500 students on our campus any week during the summer. I mean, it was insane. The ability for parents, you know, I'm from this school, you, you know, they would always bring checks up here to Molly for football camp or whatever. Now all of that's automated and it's so easy for parents. I just think about that and I'm like, man, we are so lucky that we're not lucky. It was in the 2018 plan. It was in there. And it was it was a command. It was saying, it was important. It said essentially, Doug, put somebody in there that can that can execute this, that can that can because so, because you know what we found out? Our parents wanted it. Well, remember, you know, from an enrollment standpoint, that's what I mean. It, it was something that we said, hey, we got to do this. That's a great point. Because we got to tie that. that and we've got to increase more value. I mean, it's all about building value. And that's what that, to me, was a step in that direction. Yeah. A huge step to your yeah. point. Gosh, I mean, you look huge. back to 2017. I don't know how many kids were on this campus during the summer, but it wasn't that. No, absolutely you know? not. I mean, and it was, it was, you know, it was. It was just it was what it was. Yeah, it just was, but it took focus and it took leadership and it's been an incredible program. It took yeah. Um Allie's just telling me our summer programs two thousand four hundred and eighty one summer camp registrations. Listen now, two thousand four hundred and eighty one summer camp registrations this year. Over seven hundred and fifty students. It's I mean, incredible. It's incredible. But we got that as part of that plan yeah. because we listened to what people said they needed. You know, you think about when your dad went through here and, and even probably when you were here, demographically, you know, a, a lot of our families had a, a dad that worked and a mom maybe that stayed home and, you know, and so there wasn't really a need for after-school care or summer care. Well, our demographics started changing, man. Absolutely. We started having both families, you know, families where both parents work and they work during June and July, right? And so they were getting child care from somewhere. So those strategic plans for what we hear that we need are super important, and I love them. And um, I'm excited. As you taught me, though, it has to be strategy. Right. What have I always told you about that? Hey, we got to be talking strategy. I mean, it's not what somebody else is doing, If they're all going the other direction, we're going the opposite way. Well, you know, know, I truly believe that about a strategy. I just believe it. And and when people say to me, hey, this school or this organization is doing this and that kind of thing, I always say to them, okay, we're not following that. or, Or maybe we will. But it's going to be aligned with who we are, right? And it's going to be what our families need. That's what a strategy is. You know, it's not chasing something down the road. You know, my buddy Andy Andrews says, yeah. he says, it's all about competing in a game that others don't even know is going on. Oh, man, that's that's huge. You know, and that's yeah. so it's so true. You know, we sometimes we get caught up in competing in the game yeah. that everybody's competing in. I'm like, what if we competed in the game that they didn't even know was going on? That's a little different strategy. And I think about educating students – and selling cars, I mean, that's that that correlation is 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 interesting to me to think about, you know, because man, what else can we do, right? So many schools or so many organizations say that all we can do is sell a gadget. I mean, you know, what else can we do? And those who are successful are those who say well, we can do more, right? We can do more, and it's I I think you've nailed it. I think it's so we can answer the phone the first time. Experience, <laughs> we, you know, uh, isn't that it, crazy? It's, it I mean, is, it's, yeah. and it's a lot of times it, it's really doing the simple things right over and over, that, you know, in that we trip over a lot of times. You mm. know, going back to that, that kind of stuff. All right, you got me fired up, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, always God, do, man. Really? I mean, you, you and I, we, 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 this is the way we communicate. <laughs> yeah, so Ty and I, we, we're excitable. You've been around him. You've been uh, around me. man. We've 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 hammered thirty-one minutes. So we're gonna take a break. There you go. <laughs> take a break, and we're gonna come back and 
like I told you, I don't know where we're going to go, but that was awesome. Thank you for sharing your insight on that. You're, you are a valued member of our community and board of trustees, of course, uh, and I've known you for your whole time. So that's really special for me too. So we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to the right way. I'll be, I'm Doug Barber. We'll be right back with Ty Bullard. Uh, see you in just a few moments. Welcome back. Uh, you know, Ty Bullard is joining us today on the right way. And we took a few minutes break for, you know, it's a slight break like we always do after about 30 minutes. And we didn't take much of a break. Ty's still rolling, man. I'm rolling. He's he's full of great ideas. Hey, Ty, I want, we've, we were talking about having a vision or having a plan and how much I love strategic plans and, and being able to accomplish something that's, you know, some action item in there. Y'all do that same kind of similar stuff in your organization or is that a little bit different? I'd say it's a little different, um, just it just because our structure is a little different. Yeah. Uh, but we do. I mean, we have you know vision statements and um, you know we're, our serve, develop, profit, grow is what we live by, and that's something serve, that we, develop, serve, profit, develop grow. profit, grow, which is kind of a, a unique way to say it. Um, and I was on a plane one day, and it kind of came to me. But uh, that's kind of what we, and then we have you know core values that feed into that. Yep. Um, but the serve part is, hey, we're here to serve first. You know, we got to serve our customers. We got to serve our employees. And and yeah. then the develop side of that thing and the and the profit, got to have it. Yeah. It's oxygen. Yeah. It's not why yeah. we do what we do, but we got to have it to live. Yeah. And uh, and then the grow aspect is we got to grow. You know, I mean, in some ways we got to continue to grow. Um, and that can be facilities. It can be human capital. It can be other capital, right? For be, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Human capital could be, you know, more stores, it yeah. could be different businesses, diversification, yeah. who knows what that looks wow. like. So just it helps us to continue to focus on that um, and and keeps us in line. So we talk about that a lot, yes, in leadership meetings. And, we, and we're constantly talking about kind of framing that customer experience mm-hmm. that we mentioned. And what's what are we missing and what do we need to fill in those gaps to really – uh, continue to develop that because it's fast paced in our world. I'm sure. You know, with the digital, just yeah. everything digitally, buying a car online, you push a button, it comes to your house now. I mean, like that's yeah. that's the world we're in. Um, now it's not perfect yet, but it's getting there. Well, and, you, know, you know, again, there's a correlation. That's the world you're in in school too. You know, yeah. same thing. You can get online school for free. I mean, you know, or, or you know, there are voucher programs that people are pushing, you know, to try to get the same experience. So, those are challenges for us as a school, right? And you Absolutely. as a board chair, those are things we have to look very carefully. Yep. You know, one one of my uh, mentors uh, over in, in in the great state of Mississippi, Mississippi, Dr. Shane Blanton, I asked him one time, I was like, well, or he maybe he asked a question, you know, when does when do independent schools cease to become independent? And his answer was, when you take one penny, that's not, you know, from from that, that is from a government organization. So there's there's things in there that are, that schools have to deal with now, especially independent schools, right? And, you know, I'll I tell you how twisted I am, and you know this, but I love strategic planning, as I said, and I love onboarding teachers. That's one of my favorite things to do is to take – it's the opportunities we have every year to take people who are not as familiar with this school. Why is that? Why is that? I, I love it because I, I, love, I love sharing that experience, and, I, and it's such an easy product to sell, quote, right? So – you know, you you say, can you get me a dependable car? No, mm. because the dependable car that's less expensive, that's a hard product to sell. You some just don't the, control it. Yeah, some of the things you talk about, you know, they're easy to sell. UMS Rise is easy to sell. And I and I and I, I just I think the idea that when you onboard someone and you get to talk about the the 
the end, the outcomes of students and the experiences that they have and, and then how it compares with other organizations. When I say other, I mean other schools, that's why I love it. it it's my, one of my, it's why I meet with every prospective parent. I want to say, tell me what you're looking for. That's usually my first question. And they say this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, here's how we can meet that. And then here's what's beyond that you don't even know. You know, so those things are just in, important and, and, and fun. That's just my favorite. Well, thing I think one of your gifts is is assembling a team and watching them grow, and there's a lot of joy in that. And yeah. I, I'm the, I, in, in our you know an organization, yeah, be, being able to put a team together. You know, we bought in a couple stores the last mm-hmm. five years. Bought in, uh, uh, bought a Ford store and bought a Chevy store. They were complete disasters, and I don't mind saying that. I mean, they were they were tough situations. Yeah. I, I framed one of the stores up. I said, I don't know what negative leadership looks like, but this was negative. Wow. It wasn't zero. It was negative below that. Uh, but but they but what I get a lot of joy from, and what I love is to to put a team in there. Hey, go recruit a team. Put a vision together. Say, hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're building to. This is what we're going to do. Come along for the mm-hmm. ride. And to watch them flourish, put them in the right lanes, yeah. watch them flourish, and to see that thing succeed it changes, is fun. Right? It's, I it mean, it's fun. fun. It's joyful. It's yeah. It's just, it's cool. I mean, it's a I fun agree. thing to part of. So I think, I mean, I think that's part of your gifting is to assemble a great team that gets total buy-in. And let's go do some really awesome things that people feel real fulfilled being a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, uh, I love it. And and so when we think about, you know, all of those things you just said, you know, and at the end, we're, we're all about outcomes for students. I mean, that, you, you know, that's got to be your end goal with everything that we do. So, you know, our, our board, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're in the process of embarking on, on our next vision, you know, our next three year plan and, and what that looks like. Um, you got any foreshadowing on what what we'll come up with in the next six months for for where we'll be i mean i mean i don't know i I think the most probably important part that as a board and as a administration as a school is to make sure we you know we ask the questions and don't get ahead of ourselves and Mm -hmm. we go and really seek wisdom you know um uh and really you know ask the right questions and 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 include the people, you know, include the right stakeholders, the, the right stakeholders yeah. and, and and not miss that. Yeah. Because I think if we miss that, then we may miss a you know critical strategy that could help us right. next three years. So I think that's probably I don't know what that force. I don't know what those strategies may look like. I mean, they're going to be different than they were in eighteen. Yeah. You know, because it's constant. The landscape's constantly changing. But yeah. I think the process in which we go about that. In the, in the inclusion process uh, is going to be vital. Especially when you look at a plan that was created in 18 or created in 17 and submitted in 18. And then in 20, we had COVID. Now in 22, we're ready <laughs> to make a new plan in 23. You think that'll change some of the things that we, if some you, of the directions we If go? you told me in 2018 <laughs> that I would get a letter from a customer, a handwritten letter from a customer that was thanking me that I sold them a car, a new car at MSRP, I would have told you, you are crazy. Wow. But I got a letter three weeks ago that thanked our organization and myself for selling them a vehicle at the sticker price at new car. And the reason I say it that way, y'all are probably like, oh, you know, <laughs> but the reason I say it that way is because it's not, it's, it's a little foreign right now in our industry. Yeah, new cars different. are selling over sticker. I mean, they're selling 10, 15, 20 grand over sticker because they can and I understand it. It's a different landscape. Not saying I agree with it because obviously we're not doing it, but but it I, I get why people maybe are. But it you know so to your point of yeah. in eighteen and 
COVID, I mean, all the things that have happened, it's going to be a different picture. Uh, it, it and is. It's certainly different vision and different directives that we come up with, but it's going to be exciting. And it's important that we stick to the process and we continue to do it. So 1291, you know, I don't mind telling our listeners, for those of you who, who were alumni, who went to school here, you know, maybe you were at 1285 in 2008, 2009, your class in 2002, you know, 96, we, 96. So we were probably, you know, somewhere around you know, 1210, something like that, or 1190, somewhere right there. And, and that was a big class for 2002. I mean, 96. That's I think a, that's it was 96. Lot. Yeah. Could yeah. have been 89. But I think it was no, I think that's right. Uh, but, you know, man, trying to figure out where that optimal number is for us um, is a challenge, right? Um, and, you know, we have to set budget in December of every year. The board mm-hmm. does, and 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 our CFO and 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 I, we we work on that, and we have to, you know, make a make a judgment based on historical data of where our enrollment is going to be. So we set it at twelve thirty for this year going in, yeah. and we're at twelve ninety one. And my question, like you know, I love questions too, is, whoa, man, why, why? And I told the board, I told you guys, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we 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 we've got to know the why. You know, we we've got to understand what what why what are people looking for. I don't mean like it's going to be foreign to us. We we know why, but we've got to identify that absolutely, and we've got to focus on that, and that's got to be part of our next strategy for sure. So yeah, what's um, that optimal number? Right, and why are we where we are? Mm-hmm. You know, because so many times. <laughs> You know, we're we're the world's worst in our business. It's like, man, just don't don't mess with it. It's working. Don't right. go mess with it. I just just you know, hey, just keep it going. Just whatever you do, don't go over there. You know, because it's working. You know that we say these things to ourselves, but it's like the only time you're gonna figure out that you got to look at it. and You got to understand why it's good. Listen, you know, you're you're exactly right. I will <laughs> in my leadership meetings, which we have worst. every week. I will throw a pin at you <laughs> if you say. I know and, and well, you know, I've said it to you. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> if you say that to me, I freak out, man. Oh. Hey, brother, if you wait until it's broken to fix, we're going to be broken. Do you understand? Late. It's too late. It's I too hate late. that. I wrote about that and something. Anyway, maybe it's on a discussion post a couple of years ago. Anyway, I, and I got in the greatest argument with a couple of folks, and yeah. it was awesome. But yeah, you're right. You know, so you, we've got to, but we got to figure that out, yeah. right? And, uh, and, and again, it's about offering offering those things. Okay, look, you know, you talk about UMS right, man, and being 128, 29 years old, and the facilities you mentioned that as as things that are that that you have had the experience of, of as a student and student athlete, and then what your boys are having, how those have changed, and where we're going from that. Ty, you talk about this school and people who give to support this school. Is is that something that, as an alumni, as a parent, as a board member, what does that mean to you? That and, and you know, not to be a commercial for giving, but you know, we we are we depend on that huge alumni base to support this school. Last year, our annual fund was the highest it's ever been in the history of this school. Why, and and where do we go from there? I mean, I think the reason people give to something is they believe in it. Um, you know, I, I can't ever ask anybody to give to something unless I don't give big. Uh, when I say give, I mean, give what I can give. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's a, you know, when you look at it, if our giving's up, it's because they believe in it. They believe in what we're doing and they, and they're buying in and they're, uh, they're part of it. And I I think, you know, I thought about, you know, why do you give, why do you give and and sometimes give more than maybe you can't, you know, that's, um, 
you know, my dad, uh, you know, I learned that a lot from him. Uh, we talk a lot about generous, generosity till it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can be generous, you know, but I don't know how much generous it is until it hurts a little yeah, bit, you yeah. know, and that's, I, that's different level for everybody, you know, but, yeah. but everybody can get to where it hurts. Uh, and I, it's just kind of something I watched him and my mm-hmm. mom do. Um, you know, there was a couple things that were real special to them. And, and I think when you think about it as a parent, speaking from a parent mm-hmm. perspective, I mean, this is where my children are going to spend, you know, uh, well, George Roberts, the first K-3 class, yeah, uh, you know, so, right. I mean, 15 years. He'll spend 15 years of the most formidable years of his life, yeah. mostly here. Um, and, I, you know, it's just important to realize that, yeah, yeah, it's an independent school and it's a private school and you got to pay tuition and all those things. But um, there's just so much more that that has to go into it that I've been exposed to and seen, and I've just seen my parents really step up in that direction, and it's made a difference. It makes a difference. That annual fund being higher last yeah. year than the year before yeah. makes a difference to the children's, to the experience. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and seeing that difference is important, um, but it does. And I just, um, it's a little bit of the culture of what we've created here at UMS Wright, and um, I... It gives me joy. You know, there's yeah. certain certain things you do that give you joy, and I just love this place. Yeah, I love this place, and I've always, um, you know, what it did for me. Everybody's experience is different. I'm sure everybody's weren't perfect. And, you right, know, none sure. of them are perfect, yeah. and some people think differently, whatever. But um, it's something that I've. Um, it gives me a lot of a joy to be able to support in other ways, mm-hmm. and um, and it's important. What do you think from a from a future standpoint? What what do we where are the needs, the biggest needs that we're going to have moving in the next, you know, 10 years? I mean, I, I look at a new dining facility, right, that we will be in shortly that is absolutely amazing. I mean, it really is. And, you know, then what becomes of that structure that we're vacating, right? And how do we plan for that? And how do we – I mean, it's you know, it can get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, man, I tell you, I'm just itching – for a K two program, <laughs> yes, you know, I mean, it's I, the it's, right itch. It's uh, and and my goodness, we're gonna scratch that sucker. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. that next plan is gonna force that on us. I think, but um, I think, I think, um, not not to cut, but I think facilities are always gonna be something. Yeah. That we've got to kind of overlay what UMS right is. What do we want to be, and we got to apply that to our facilities. You know, I think there's yeah. some things right now that need some improvements. I think we could name a few that we're going to have to invest in and and bring them up to UMS right standard. Yeah. You know, because that's important. Yeah. You know, hey, like Coach Carter says, hey, you look good, you play good. Yeah, I mean, there's some right. truth to that. No, I no, mean, there's a reason right. we, you know, get dressed the way we do to go to work every day. I mean, there's yeah. things that's important. Uh, it is an important part. Um, but I, for sure, the heartbeat is to make sure that we continue to have the best faculty yeah. that is available. And that is something that we will continue uh, to always have to stay way ahead of. Absolutely. And that's just, you know, for me, that means a lot of things. I mean, there's, yeah, that's for know, sure. And, and so, so many of our plans going back to 2009 and even before, you know, there was this huge focus on making sure our compensation, you, you know, was, was equitable so that these principals can go and, and hire the best people. For sure. And then, you know, it's so much more, but but you got it right. You're right. You got, you got to have compensation packages that allow you to hire the best people, whether it's salesmen or whether it's 
teach them. Well, and to right? your point, the, the development part of what and we then, do. And then you got to turn in. That's right. The development piece that's is right. what we've got to continue to feed yeah. because that's, to me, where y'all are headed and where this yes. school is headed, where we are headed. That not that's kind of the game that's playing that not everybody's going on. They know what's going on. Okay. They that's don't perfect. realize it's existing. But that developing side, yeah. which y'all are on and doing a great job of, we gotta continue to it's feed. It's where that. we put our resources right now. And, and it's that's what our what leadership we team knows. To feed. We're about growth, man. We're about because again, you, you know, this doctoral program that I've been through, it, it has focused me on so many things that show, you know, where the, what the research says. The research says this, you know. You support teacher growth, you affect student outcomes. Absolutely. The end. I mean, yep. and what that growth looks like. What I found, as I started off when we were talking earlier, what I found is that people grow so differently, mm-hmm. and their needs are different. It doesn't. Again, a student or a teacher, there's certain ways we've got to. But look at the opening of school, and look what you did. Yeah, it was you so opened fun. it up. I was crazy. And did a fantastic job, in my opinion. Yeah, of, it, was, it was crazy. Of offering and and and, and making it. Available where people, different people could do it in different ways. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It, you know, Lon Rogers and Breeze. I mean, they that that was impressive. Yeah, there there's some talented, talented sure. people, man. You talk about, and I'm glad you brought it up because again, about feedback and giving a little, you know, Lon Rogers and and Bree Strickland. Yes, uh, those two, the work that they do with curriculum instruction and with Ansley uh, Bet Bees and Sarah Fountain, all four of them really dynamic educators, and they understand. They have the direction, right? They have the funnel of direction, so they're not they're not going a hundred different places. Listen, we can't do everything at one time. We again, it's that pin where I can mark through that as hey, accomplished. Now that doesn't mean we're finished with it, mm-hmm. but it means we've met that goal. And then you look at this diverse leadership that we have, Ty. I mean, Aldridge Marks, an alumni, but also academic support. I mean, she she's what made our academic support program. Then we have. 140 Fantastic. kids in there and 10 faculty members. Aldridge Marks is primarily responsible for that. Absolutely. And then her role now as directing our, our lower school, very unique. Jared Blackerby, an alumni, yep. right? Understands the culture of the school. Uh, a really, the and, and a former basketball coach, man, who I love that. You know, he brings a different dynamic. He's passionate, right? But, but he is very uh, – personnel driven like his relationship building is good and then you got Wes Lathan right whose dad was the principal and now Wes is associate head of school who's a bull I'm just telling you you know there and his leadership style is straightforward man and just you know creating this swath when he goes which I love and then Meredith Jones an mm. alumni who is you really know, a good tennis player. A great tennis player, <laughs> but but people trust her, right? So you think about that. And then Kristen Odom, right? Dr. Odom, who knows the latest trends, who's very, um, very different in a lot of ways from my other leadership team members. She's very uh, conservative and cautious and very research-based. Again, you know, you got to have those dynamics. And then you know who else is in there? Garrett Humphrey, mm-hmm. who has changed the dynamics of our entire safety and security, right? Huge. And then – Huge piece. Lastly, but – you know, the very guy who's the reason why we were able to do this podcast, Brent Darty, he, he is a visionary, man. He looks at things that, you know, that that are way beyond where we are. It's the reason why Avery's in here. Yep. You know, I mean, he, so, so thank you for Talking giving me. Talking about a world technology that's Dude, That's right, right. So He's thank you for giving it. me a chance to kind of highlight those, ladies and gentlemen, because they are very different in how they lead. But, man, they are, they want to do one thing. They are mission motivated. That's my new kind of terminology. It matters why you want to accomplish the mission. 
If your if your if your motivation is to accomplish the mission of UMS right, so that you get a pat on the back, you can pardon my grammar. You ain't gonna make it here. I'm just yep. telling you, it, you're gonna feel out of place. Teachers and administrators and those kind of things. I would assume that so many times it's in the, you know, I mean, there's your motivation has to matter of the of the mission. Absolutely. Well, I just thought I just found I just thought I mean of that, that's Ty. brilliant. I mean, you know, no, I mean, it that's took not us brilliant. this long. It took us. That. It took me that long. No, I mean, <laughs> but it does. I, I've been it's, saying that all summer. You, you, you know, when your mission is not aligned, I mean, your motivation is not aligned with your other group members. But it takes the right leadership to correct to 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 channel that yeah. and to funnel it, and that goes to your credit. And I will give you credit on this because you have done. Doctor Havard did it. And it's been a beautiful transition mm-hmm. with you. And I say beautiful because it has. That could, <laughs> that is not easy, no. what y'all have done. And I am so impressed and so thankful and grateful for, for you and how you've led this. Yeah. It, is, it is leadership and, and, and your motivation. It starts with your motivation, and it filters through. It and does. It has. And you talked about that dealership. You know, there are schools that I've gone to that to do accreditation visits and those kind of things. Man, ooh, you, you just feel the vibe. You feel the vibe when you meet with faculty members or parents, and you're like, this is not good. You know, in, our, in 2018, again, we finished our strategic plan. We also had our five-year accreditation visit, which, is again, is coming up. Um, but there was a guy who wrote, and he wrote it to the board, and he was like, I've never been to a school where I could visibly see and feel the mission in the t- meeting with teachers and students, he's like, y'all have something that's really incredible here. And he's like, you know, your your mission, your mind, body, spirit, and character are tangible. They're measurable here. And I've never seen that. That guy was Jim McIntyre, who was president yep. at that time of Father I Ryan. I remember that letter. That's crazy, man. And I was like, whoa. It's true. I mean, what if you go to a place, an organization or a business, and you don't have that feeling? What if, When you as a consumer go to those schools, or you, man, you get that. You, you you don't buy a car and you don't put your student your, your child there. You know I'll I won't forget this, but when uh, and I, I guess I, I'm I guess I'm okay to say this. I'm gonna say it. But speaking of Aldridge Marks, mm-hmm. and you you may remember this. I remember it. But when we talked to her, because uh-huh. <laughs> I was involved, because yeah, I think I was personnel, personnel committee, committee. Mm-hmm. and we interviewed her, mm-hmm. talking about that lower school principal job. Yeah, and we asked her that question. I think maybe either I asked or somebody next to us asked her saying. What is UMS right? Like, what is it? We dance around it. What is it? And she answered it in a half second. Mm. And she said, it's that senior walking across that kindergarten park at that playground. And this kindergartner falls down and they pick, lean up and pick mm. him up. Mm. And I just stopped and was like, wow. It's that senior walking across that kindergarten parking lot, playground. Seeing that kindergartner fall ground, he leans his hand down and picks mm. him up. Says, you're all right, buddy. Like, I just thought that was such a cool, like, gut instinct answer that I thought was awesome. It is awesome. It's, and it speaks to the tenants of the school, Absolutely. Right? It's, it's, it speaks to so much. Yeah. Of course, you laughed at me because I was like, oh, there's a marketing commercial alley. <laughs> we got to get it. That's a, it's, I mean, it's true. It's, I mean, that yeah. speaks so much of what this place is. And if you go back to the student prayer, which I, I love the student prayer, because so many times anything that I do often, and, and, I, and I just kind of sometimes go through the motions in it, like, I got to remember it's a prayer first. And then if you actually read it, what I think is so important and what, you know, when I look at examples of 
you know, there's heroes of mine that have come through here. I mean, I, I, there were heroes. When I was in second grade, my biggest heroes were in this school. Wow. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't Superman. Same, it wasn't yeah. Batman. Yeah. And, and, and Peyton Harvard loves to tell me this. I mean, Peyton, with my, I mean, that football Absolutely. school, Peyton, man, I, I was a ball boy, and I watched Peyton, and he loves, because he's one of my great friends now. Yeah. And so I said, man, yeah. one day you used to be my hero, you yeah. know? Uh, but anyways, I go but Hang on, don't lose your thought, but I asked his son yesterday. I was like, hey, man, are you what position you play? He said, quarterback. I said, your dad was a quarterback. Which he, one? I, I was like, your dad was Peyton's. Uh, oh, oh, Peyton. I thought you were talking yeah, about my no, son. No, no. I knew you weren't. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Left-handed. Yeah. But I was talking to Peyton's son. And he, I was like, man, I coached your dad. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, he he was quarterback, but he really was a better tailback. You know, well, anyway, that was kind of. He's an athlete. He was just crazy athlete. He was crazy athlete. Yeah. But, uh, but I go back to that student prayer, and it says, you know, sometimes those come before us, but it says, and those who follow us mm-hmm. will find in us an example of truth and courage. What do you think that means? What does truth and courage mean? Well, first If you off, read my magazine article three years ago, you would know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I won't answer it that way. <laughs> but the first thing is, you know, to, be, to, to stand in the truth yeah. takes courage. Good. And the truth— They can't be separated. The truth cannot like be separated. And the truth tends—the the outside tends to want to change the truth. Mm. And the truth is the truth. And I think sticking to that— And I think when I look back at— you know, the uh, just all the families that have yeah. come in, leaderships. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you talk about Mayor Stimson. Or yeah. You're talking about, you know, Mr. Cooper. All yeah. these people have come through. Uh, I mean, all these people. I mean, the, the, the leadership, the faculty, Dr. Howard, you know, standing on that truth, mm. it took courage. And and they followed, and we've been able to watch that. And, and, and the truth, truth and, and the courage in this world of schools, Ty, is is challenged right now. For sure it is. Just like everything else. That's just why like, I bring it up. Just it like is. churches, uh, schools are challenged right now. I was reading an article yesterday uh, on Harpeth Hall, which is a historically phenomenal all-girls school. I mean, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Boy, they're being challenged right now, man. It's hard. I mean, they're they are, they they have a, a – they're at a critical juncture for that school, right? And yeah. do they accept – this trend of this gender trend or, or do they not, man? And, but I think as a body and as a school, as a family, we have stayed in that to the truth. And it's, and it's, it took a lot, it takes a, it's taken a lot of people, a lot of courage. And it's, and again, we're, we're, we're going to be challenged. For sure. We are. Um, It only, it's only getting ramped up. No doubt. (laughs) It ain't ain't going to, and you know, it is, it is, but it's important to talk about. It's important to talk about. It's important for people to hear about. And, mm-hmm. and it's important to know that, that you know, I tell people, and, and you know, we're going to make decisions that align through, you know, and run through the mission of our school. But, you know, as I told you, I meet with families, every prospective family, and I ask them, what are you looking for? And I mentioned a few of those things. Man, we're looking for safety and, and academic support and individualized instruction, teachers who have relationships, all those things that we preach all the time. But there's other things in there that they say they're looking for. And um, that probably needs to be saved for another time, but yeah. but that's a that's a that's going to be a junction. That's something we're going to have to deal with. I, I talked to my leadership team about that. You know, we need to be prepared. So anyway, absolutely. Um, you know, you talked about um, opportunities at this school, and were there influences here, personal influences that really impacted you, teachers, or or anything else that really made a difference in the life of Ty Bullard? Oh yeah, I'd say. Um uh, there's teachers and and a bunch of people. Uh, golly. Well, let's uh, na- let's, let's let's name a let's few. Let's talk about a few. I don't have but a few so, more minutes, but I mean, uh, there's got to be somebody. 
I looked up the podcast people when you asked me who, yeah. who, who and Molly Nordman was on there. Oh wow! Well, what a lot of people don't know, Miss Norman would tell you this that obviously we were her favorite class because yeah, she no, went she from said fourth it. grade to fifth yes. grade, and I got yeah. to have her two years. <laughs> And so I think I re- heard her read the red fern, where the red fern grows twice. Uh, but oh I, damn, you know, little Anna, don't be careful because that's that's that, that, that'll hurt me now. Oh, we, we I mean, talk about that one I, I know for sure. Uh, but I mean, just there's people that you know just scream UMS to me, and you know, um, I talked to Coach Duty the other day. Oh wow, Coach wow. Duty called me. He bought a car from us, and I called to thank him. Cool. And he, uh, you know, there was just he brings back memories. He does. Uh, that's awesome. You know those those people. Um, there was coaches along the way. I mean, obviously, Coach Curtis, you know, he was a uh, a big influence yeah. on my life. Now, I didn't necessarily, you know, Coach Curtis wasn't necessarily, he wasn't looking to be my friend, you know, <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. like we had this yeah. friendship necessarily. Yeah. But who was your uh, secondary coach then? When, was that Tommy coach, Davis? Coach Davis? Yeah. Coach Davis, which yeah. that was an interesting experience. I yeah. love Coach Davis. He was a, he was a, he was a great guy. <laughs> he was, <laughs> you know? man. He was a great guy. But, Former head coach at yeah. Shaw High School. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but I learned a lot. And, and, uh, Coach Davis, golly, I hadn't thought about You know, you, you influence me in ways big time, you know. I mean, I wasn't necessarily didn't want to come see you every day, but there were times where you played a big part in my life. I remember uh, a time when yeah. when I had to call Mr. Joe. Yeah, yeah, Who I remember that time too. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's those are times you mean, yeah. Doctor Havard. Yeah, you know. But um, I remember Miss Smith, chemistry teacher. Oh one yeah, one of my favorite teachers. She's really good. Uh, she was really good. And I, every time I see a yellow legal pad, I think of her every single oh, time because wow. she said. Crazy? Do you know why these pads are yellow? And I'm like, I have no idea why those pads are yellow. She goes, because these yellow stimulates the brain. And I'm like, I never knew that. Okay, Every well, time I see a yellow pad now, I tell that story. Uh, so that's influence. That's you know? influence, man. That's influence. That's right. And so there's just, anyways, Miss Miss Campbell, who's Miss Hall, yeah. she's my first grade teacher. She was, I mean, I remember her and just um, Golly. You know, all the cafeteria workers. And, and I mean, they were they were special to me. Isn't that you know, crazy? You had to get to know them. Yeah. Because you had to really walk by at the right time and say meal plan the right way. And they let you right through. <laughs> yeah, meal plan. You know, it's like, come on. You know, anyway. So there's man, this is this That's is home. Awesome. And I know a lot of people say That's it's so home, cool. But That's it is. So cool. And uh, then your boys are here and, and they're going through the cafeteria line and just hammering you. Right? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That fax system. That is a change that has happened. And I have finally uh, put somebody else in charge of getting those emails. You don't like those emails? That, oh gosh. Does it just pay them all time? Well, you know, that kind of came too. Everybody, no, we, we, we never get feedback. We never get communication. You want communication? We'll give you communication. No, that's not why we did that. No. It's, it's a, it's it's a helped. good system. Yeah. It's helped. That is so funny. So, yeah, there's all those kind of things. But I had a lot of great sports memories. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. in football. Played free safety. Played free safety, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Played with a lot of other great guys. You did, man. Y'all and really I, was, good. I was lucky to be on that team. We had some success, and yeah. that was fun. Who was on that team? That was Kern. Kern was and, linebacker. Uh, Bruner and Jordan and Barry. I mean, you think about that. Barry yeah. was a quarterback. Chase. Okay, let me see if I, me see if I can think. Chase was a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, shoulder out of it. Bruner was like a, the dog, Rover. right? Rover. Rover. I think yeah. they called it. We dog. called it Rover. Back called then. it Rover. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, who else you say? We had uh, Lee Cadden was on that team. God, he could run. I remember he ran that touchdown back uh, yeah. against McGill, maybe yeah. on a kickoff or something like that. Something mm-hmm. crazy. Man, he was fast. He Matt Pierce was. Oh, jeez. I can't tell you how many times I was on the sideline. I tell Matt this story all the time. We had a reunion last year, and mm-hmm. we went up and all got together. You know, that was special. Uh, not that this is a football talk, but that was special. My wife thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, this was 20 years ago. Or, yeah, 20 years ago, and y'all still. Everybody showed up on that football team, that senior class in that reunion. That except is... one person that had, like, an excuse they couldn't get out of. Um and it was special. That's close, man. You know, it was close, and it went right. You I mean, went you right know, back, right back to where we were. Those are some crazy names. I mean, you know, you, yeah. No wonder y'all are 
So good. Uh, we had a great junior class. Hey, we give credit Forrest and Carter Miller, yeah. Eric New, and those oh, guys. Whew. They uh, we were lucky to have those Man, guys. That was, but um, but it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. Patrick Carpenter, you know, Bramlett, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was Bramlett was Bramlett, a, was an offensive line. Offensive line. Patrick Patrick Center Center. Yeah, actually moved. To, I think he actually moved to guard. I know Todd Dempsey's on that team. Dempsey. I mean, we still. I'll tell you this. This is how funny this is. It's last night. So this is St. Paul's week. Yeah. You know, so the 2001 state champion text chain gets cranked up <laughs> about August 1 when Curtis takes practice because we talk about county fair. And then it talks about how are we going to be? You know, it's been buzzing. I mean, uh, buzzing. So we, we that, leave that matters. You're still talking about your school. Like, like think about that. that that's so important. It I is. Mean, it's, it's a connection that you can't break. In Jordan I'm, Jones, I'm going to call him out here. He's going to laugh. He won't. He maybe doesn't listen to podcasts. He, oh, he, he, sent a, he sent a text saying, we were talking about what, like, what, what practice schedule. Like, what do yeah. you wear at practice? And everybody knew exactly what it was because yeah. it hadn't changed. It hadn't changed. And Jordan mm-hmm. goes, I can't tell you my kids' birthdays, <laughs> but I can tell you what we were supposed to wear to practice on each day. I mean, Golly. that's my wife. That's the one, Johanna, was like, y'all are weird. Dude, like, she needs to know. Jordan, Jordan Jones was an animal, man. He was an animal. I couldn't Golly, tackle what him. a fullback. I mean, he oh. was just. And now he's coaching third grade. He's the defensive coordinator of third oh. grade football team. Does not have a child in the, in the team, and it's awesome. I was telling me that the other night. Isn't uh, that crazy? So it's fun. So anyways, those, are, those, those bring are, those are those are man, those are some great guys. That, that, that it was, was a good class. Classes. I was blessed to be a part of a bunch yeah. of, with a bunch of great guys. Yeah, for sure. A bunch so. of smart Alex, man. And a bunch mean, of great dads that supported us and coaches. Yeah. I mean, we it was. I just never forget. I mean, I no wonder you, you have a me as a memory, dude. Yeah, you're bringing back some memories that are making me my head get red, dude. That that was some. I mean, I was you, y'all were favorite game though. I'll tell you favorite game. Yeah, which is kind of relevant to this week, junior year. We went to E. Delaney Stadium mm-hmm. junior year, which we – Where's the were, E. Delaney Stadium? Whatever. The, the, you know, that stadium somewhere. Uh, we pull into a stadium, uh, and first off, we weren't supposed to pull it. We were supposed to go in the back way, and Sheriff Aguilar, he used to lead us. <laughs> oh, he, Curtis didn't know this. Coach Curtis didn't know. He took us right into the tailgate party. It was awesome. I mean, we got out of the bus in the tailgate party. I don't remember what we said, but it wasn't necessarily polite. Um, but we go in there, and they were a way more talented team. Yeah, they had Brent Johnson and yeah. Jared Nelson and Bo Fleming, all yeah. those guys, yeah. and uh, and great guys too. I like I mean, uh, yeah. the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were just more athletic than we were. Yeah. Uh, but man, we went in that place and beat them thirty-one fifteen, and that didn't get much better Ooh. than beating them on their spot, beating in their place, and uh, that was a that was a great memory. So we're gonna end it on that because that is awesome. Next year we beat him forty nine nothing. wasn't as nearly as competitive. <laughs> wow! But hey, it's uh, that was again. That's why you play it. the game, man. That's right, brother. You it's know, a, it's a blessing knows. and a privilege to be able to do that. And I certainly had a great experience and thankful for this school and thankful to you and everybody uh, for what y'all are doing. And it's just such an honor to be a well. Small this is piece of it. no. You're a big piece of it, man. This is important too because it, it uh, you know, what we hope is that people listen to these podcasts and they feel and understand and maybe reflect. Again, reflection is so important for all of us, but maybe they reflect on their experience here or reflect on that one individual that told them that ye- yellow pad, you know, legal well, and, pad. And tell them that. Tell you them know, that, like I, I, I think I told Miss Smith that yeah. story yeah. one time and just powerful. thanked her. But it's powerful to, yeah. to share those memories for sure and those influences. Well, I appreciate your time, brother. You, uh, If y'all don't know, he had a horrible fall back <laughs> in the early summer and— He's 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 he's. I'm on two boot. feet. You're on two feet, man. I have zero complaints. I am so so proud for you. And again, just so that people feel sorry for you, you are running a business. You are on the board. I re, I re, you and I talk a lot. I require <laughs> a lot of your time, so you do that. But you also have three sons playing three. <laughs> 
three different levels of football on like four different nights, dude. Y'all are you're gonna eat more junk food than you can imagine. Like you got like Monday night JV, right? Mm-hmm. Friday night varsity. You have to be there for yeah. both of those. Middle schools on Thursdays, sometimes yep. on Wednesdays, yep. and third graders when Tuesdays or something like that. Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna ask them to expand the menu. You know, I mean, they get some like you know salad or something. Dude, you you, know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Golly, that's but awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, enjoy it while you can, brother. Thank you for taking time, Ty. It means a lot to me. I appreciate you. You've been listening to The Right Way. This is Doug, and uh, until next time, uh, we, we look forward to seeing you on campus or hearing from you. If you have someone that you want us to talk to from a podcast standpoint, make sure you email Ali Smith, asmith at umsright.org. Thank you to my man over here, Avery, on the board, and uh, we'll look forward to until next time.